Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, back from the other side of the Continental Divide, and for the first time in a couple days, we're going to talk a whole bunch of stuff besides football. It's been a ton of football stuff these first three days of the week here at Nuanas Now. But today, we're going to talk baseball, we're going to talk basketball, we're going to talk track and field, and then we're going to talk some more baseball. Maybe we'll get to some football somewhere in there. I do have some of my NFL futures bets. I actually just brought my tickets in so I can remember uh, what I actually wagered on. But there's a whole bunch of cool bets uh, on Sportsbet Montana, and uh, it's a great way to frame a conversation on what we think is going to happen during the NFL season. But other than that, mostly non-football here uh, on this Thursday. Hope you're having a great week so far. I'm Coulter Nuanez, coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. We're going to get things kicked off. With a continuation of a fun summer series we've been doing all summer long. It's our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller Lot, your Montana attorneys. Chris Redpath, our women's basketball uh, analyst here on ESPN Radio, joins us in studio like always. And uh, we got to catch up with an old friend, Jenny Kavnar, who is uh, familiar to Big Sky fans for calling four Big Sky Conference women's basketball tournaments. Uh, and then... She got too busy for that because she's doing all sorts of stuff. She's a play-by-play gal there uh, for the Colorado Rockies. She has, has a nationwide Sirius XM show. So we'll talk about baseball with Jenny, uh, her career, her career path, and uh, get caught up with uh, a really great gal. We also have just about two minutes worth of sound from Josh Eustis. He joined us back in May, but he's our community spotlight this week. The uh, 
Josh Hughes' foundation doing great work out of the Gallatin Valley and around the state of Montana. And Josh, certainly one of Montana's most accomplished athletes over the last 20 years. A guy that came up in Great Falls, Montana and went all the way to the NBA. Uh, I believe the only first round, I think the first first round draft pick for Montana since Wayne Estes. So it's been about... Only one. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, the, the career Josh Hughes has had both at Stanford and then in the NBA. So uh, Crystal will tell us more about his organization as well as uh, we'll just hear a couple minutes from uh, the man himself as well. And then we'll also talk some Big Sky Conference hoops to finish up this first hour. Hour number two, actually you kind of facilitated this. Uh, Alex Shields of Missoula Hellgate is coming in. He's our senior spotlight for this week. And uh, a really cool story. A kid that had a great senior year, won a couple state championships in the throws, and he's going to the University of Montana to throw uh, as well for the Grizz. And uh, I know he's a, a young man that mentored your older son, Evan, quite a bit. Oh, he did. And he actually handed his shoes down to Evan. Super so cool. So there's a tradition with Tommy Nelson where it started, yeah. and then Alex Shields, and now to Evan, and he has his record on the back of the shoes um, that he handed down. So phenomenal um, role model for Evan, and I'm really glad that it worked out for you to visit with him. There's been a couple really good uh, throwers slash linemen coming out of Hellgate recently. Maybe Evan is uh, following in those same footsteps. We certainly hope so. But uh, we had Tommy Nielsen on the show last year for our Senior Spotlight. And we'll, we'll ask Alex about that tradition because I, I do think it's fun when these kids sort of start these new traditions because it, it makes the, the sport and the competition mean something more than just yourself, right? And if you're doing something for more than just you, you're probably going to be successful, especially when it comes to uh, the world of athletics. Uh, hour number two, we'll have Alex Shields plus NFL talk, uh, best bets, future bets, and uh, Jeff Safford will join us as well for our Diamond Time. The uh, MLB trade deadline has come and gone, and uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on. We'll also give you updates of our division leaders, and I also brought my sports bet tickets because I had a bunch of futures bets before the MLB season. We'll check. We'll check and see uh, how I'm doing. I haven't I haven't even looked yet. Th- this is this is when you know uh, that you're really rolling hard on the, the sports gambling. I haven't even checked these yet. Made these bets back in uh, in early March. So uh, we'll see how we're doing some five months later. It's Nuwata's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. You want to stream the show, you always can, 1029ESPN.com or on that ESPN MT app. And uh, if you want to give us a call or shoot us a text, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Ragage Brothers RV phone line. Jenny's a great guest for us this week because she's such just a friendly, nice gal. She's so fun to talk to. But also, I mean, she's a, she's a maverick of sorts. I mean, she, she is the first play-by-play uh, announcer commentator broadcaster for a major league baseball team ever. I mean, that, that's pretty cool to have a gal that grew up loving Vin Scully and all the greats. And now she's the voice of the Colorado Rockies. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And she was also the first female to provide analysis for any type of, of, of an, an, a national league game in the radio right. booth. Um, sportscaster, Colorado sportscaster of the year, first female. So definitely a trailblazer culture, but like you said, just so personable. I mean, I called 40 games with her and we are dear friends and she she is a one of a kind because she really Certainly. lights up a room and she can talk to about anyone and really fun to call games with. But remind me, so she was just on the call in Boise, right? So there was no crossover in Reno? Yes, nope. She came in during Boise yeah. about four years and made our first 
uh, Sports Center Top Ten call. <laughs> Super fun. Um, together, um, Jessica McDowell White, the pass off the back. Uh, uh, in Eastern Washington, when they beat, I guess, I think Idaho, right? Yes. No, no, Portland State oh, had no. beat Idaho. It was the other way around. It was uh, Eastern Washington beat Montana State, maybe? I can't oh, remember, but anyways, Eastern Colorado. Oh, Northern Colorado, of course, right? And that's and the Bears had been so good. Thank you, Andrew. Up to that point, yeah, yeah, that was how Savannah Smith's career ended. That's exactly right. What an unbelievably terrible way for Savannah Smith's career, and one of the greatest players in Big Sky history by far. But also, what a cool play that was. I mean. Everybody around the country was watching that play. Right. We were actually sitting at a bar after and saw ourselves on there, and it was just crazy. But it was really neat to have that experience with Jenny. And obviously, she's had a lot of them, but it was my first. And, um, yeah, those were some fun tournaments to call. I was thinking back, because uh, I was going to ask you about some of your favorite tournaments. I know, to me, the most memorable day in the history of the women's tournament was the very first day of the neutral site tournament. It's been crazy ever since, but it has never been crazier than that. Montana State lost on a half-court buzzer beater, uh, maybe a three-quarter court buzzer beater to Idaho State, completely uh, abruptly ending the careers of several all-time great Bobcats like Jasmine Hamas and Lindsey Stockton, and Alexa Dawkins was in there too. And then the day goes on, Weber State went to double or maybe even triple overtime with Idaho. There was two buzzer beaters in that game. That day, four games, four buzzer beaters. I could I'll never forget it. I know. And that year, Idaho won, and they had just yep. come in from the WAC. That's so right. that was Coach Newley's back-to-back year for going to the NCAA tournament. Just some really good players. Um, first tournament, kind of excitement around the neutral site. I'm glad it's moved from Reno to Boise now. See, I miss Reno big time. You don't sit at the blackjack tables till 2 o'clock in the morning like I do. You need your beauty sleep. I, I miss Reno big time, but that's because I love the, the biggest little city in the world. I mean, I, I love Reno. Well, there was something to be said about all the teams just staying in like it, two or three hotels right there. They're a little bit more spread out in Boise. Yeah. I mean, I would say this. Um, we, when you cover sports for a living, you get to talk to these athletes, and you certainly get to know them professionally, but you hardly ever get time just to interact with them on a personal level. And the best part about Reno is, like Krista said, everybody was staying in the same place, and so then teams would win or lose, and you'd see the athletes out and about. And I had so many conversations with so many guys that I, I would never have gotten to talk to on a personal level in my life. Like I remember talking to, to Brian Hollins and, and uh, Bryce Kanda from Portland State after they had lost and you know, just telling them, hey, you guys had a good career. You guys had a good season this year. And I'm, I'll never forget the Australian guys from Eastern Washington getting to know those guys. Those guys were wild to hang out with at the casino uh, in Reno. But uh, I, I, I do miss that part. It's kind of like an Olympic village feel. But but that's nothing against Boise. Boise does a great job, too. I love Boise as well. Right. I think my most memorable, though, Coulter, just looking back, I love the year Northern Colorado won. That was just a really fun year in 2018. They were just so good. A number 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. Just veteran leaders. Cami Etheridge obviously moved on to Washington yep. State. Has a little Coville action going going on this year. Totally. Um, but yeah, I think we had memorable tournaments, but again, progressing, it's just so awesome that Jenny came in. I had a hard time this past year not calling the tournament with her. For sure. Um, of course, great tournament with the Big Sky, but Jenny just a part of 40 games. Somebody that certainly uh, left her mark, even in just uh, a short four-year span, and now doing big things there with the Colorado Rockies. Here's uh, the first of three parts of our interview with Jenny Kavnar, our Where Are They Now series continues, presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, a law firm specializing in personal injury and criminal defense. They handle cases across the state of Montana and focus in specific areas of law to ensure they provide their clients with the best representation. Their firm proudly handles automobile accidents, medical malpractice claims, wrongful death claims, DUIs, and criminal charges. Here's Jenny Kavanaugh. First of all, just, just give us the here and now. What have you been up to? What's been going on? How's things going? 
Yeah, things are busy, right? Baseball season, full swing. So right in the middle of uh, the Rockies baseball season and it hasn't gone as uh, they would expect or as anyone really wants to um, when you're you know, kind of on more of the losing end of things. But it's been exciting at trade deadline and um, I do a national radio show for Sirius XM. So we've been able to kind of cover Major League Baseball and the whole landscape, which is great. Um, personally, we just moved into a new house and um, our two kids are as busy as ever. So... <laughs> It's a uh, full chaos over here. When it comes to just Major League Baseball in general, we have, we we talk about it all the time. Sort of the evolution of the game. There's been all these new rules and stuff. What have you thought of all of it? What do you sort of think of just the state of the game right now? Well, Coulter, it's really funny when you're leaving the ballpark and you're like. Oh, that was the three hour game. I felt like that was our average game time, uh, you know, in years past, if not a little bit more. So I will say the game clock has definitely been beneficial to so many people. I'm not sure if the fans you know, fully liked it at the beginning because games were flying by. There was games that were like, you know, two hours, two hours, 20 minutes, you had to be in your seat, like around first pitch or you'd miss the first couple of innings. So I think everything kind of evened out over time and, um, you know, able to really see the benefits of, you know, teams not being on their feet for defense so much. And we're seeing it show up in other ways in the game. I think the speed of the game um, in terms of, you know, speed on the base paths has changed with, um, you know, the bigger bases and the disengagement rules. uh, so in terms of all that, I think it's been really great. And I think the players have really come to like it. Um, there are still maybe one or two pitchers out there that are not so keen on the pitch clock, but I would say 92% of major league baseball pitchers are on board uh, with what's happening in that regard. It's so interesting because there's the benefit to the players. Certainly I, 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 I like guys not being on their feet as much. And just like you just mentioned, and there's also the benefit, I think, at least certain in certain ways, to the TV audience. But the in-person audience, I went to a couple of games this summer, and when I'm there in person, I want it to last four hours. You know what I mean? Because I want to have a hot dog and a beer and all these things. So uh, what have you heard in terms of just feedback of that? Yeah, you know, I think, again, like, it's evened out a little bit more. But on the fast games, like the, the two-hour games, the two-hour, ten-minute games, um, fans are like, oh, well, that's disappointing. It's over, right? Like, a lot of people don't get to come. They don't have a season ticket package. So if that's, like, the one game they chose to come to this summer or, you know, especially for us being the Colorado Rockies, we're really a regional team um, that reaches out to 11 states. So a lot of families plan their summer vacations around being in Colorado for a game or two. And if they just happen to pick one of those games, I I can understand where fans feel a little bit gypped. But um, I think overall, the action, um, you know, getting getting more involved in every pitch mattering, um, you know, versus the kind of leisure watching of, you know, you can have a side conversation and be on your phone and go to the concession stands and not miss too much. um, That doesn't hold true anymore. So I think it just took a little adjusting for fans. But all in all, I think everyone appreciates more action. I'll ask you one more, then I'll let Krista ask several. Um, the grind of covering a Major League Baseball season, how do you sort of mentally prepare for it and endure it? Because I think I think a lot of people think, oh, dream job. It is a dream job, but also you have to work a lot of days out of a lot of days. So how do you sort of uh, endure all that? You really do. I don't think there's any sort of preparation for it except for experience, right? This is my 17th major league season. So I've been through it a lot, but I've been through it at very different stages in my life. So I would say just when I kind of got used to my schedule and my grind as a, you know, 
single person that could kind of be anywhere, do anything, then I end up getting married and you have, you know, a husband and you're trying to figure out and navigate your relationship when you're gone all the time. And then you add kids to the mix. And now the hardest part of my job is, you know, I'm the schedule maker for my family. So I'm sitting down every month, looking 60 days ahead, looking 30 days ahead, making sure we have a nanny scheduled, making sure we have school covered, making sure we have my parents, you know, on board and sister-in-law and who's spending the night with them these nights and, you know, who's on board with them these days when I have a day game or, you know, again, we're not a nine to five schedule. My, my, not only, you know, are we working every day, but the schedule's changing every day. Sometimes it's night games, sometimes it's day games, sometimes it's travel days. Um, so yeah, I appreciate the change. I enjoy the change, but it is challenging at times to like really nail down, not just my schedule, but a schedule for my entire family and not panic that I forgot someone or someone's not being watched or being covered or being cared for. Um, so that, that panic, that struggle is real. Um, but I think when you're in it, I do have to find moments of just pure appreciation. Like, you know, for example, today walking in, I'm at the ballpark a little bit early and you know, not a lot of people are here, but a couple guys are taking early batting practice and you're just watching it and no one else is. And you're like, I'm in a major league park every day and this is my office and this is what I get to do and talk about. So the excitement, I think overrides, um, you know, the hard work and the challenges if you allow it to. Jenny, in April of 2018, you were the first woman to call play-by-play for a National League game in 25 years. We have a a huge following with our show audience, uh, with female viewers and listeners. Can you talk about what type of influence that has had, not only on the Major League game, but yourself personally? Yeah, I I don't think, looking back, I knew that that day was going to change my life and change so many others' lives. And, you know, I am so honored by that. And I'm so honored to be the person, you know, in that seat. Um, I'm just appreciative to like hold the door open a little bit more. And I think that's what it's all about. There's been plenty of women that have come before me and I just got to catch up with one of the greats in Susan Waldman, who's called Yankees games since the mid eighties. And I feel like her arms must be really tired because she's been holding the door for a really long time. And so now to be able for her to see that there's many women passing through it in a play-by-play role in a game calling role. um, I hope it's gratifying to her. And I hope that all that hard work and all that she endured over those decades, um, you know, is now she's seeing the fruits of that labor. And, you know, just to have dads come up to me at the ballpark, moms, dads with their daughters and say, you know, thank you so much for giving you know them an opportunity to hear and see something different every night because they love sports too. And now they love it a little bit more. Um, I had a former player, Carlos Gonzalez, that I just saw this last weekend when he was in town and he stopped his nine-year-old girls with me and said, you know, Jenny was one of the first females to call a game. And because she did that, if you girls want to do that, you can. And he'll never know how much that means, you know, that players even took notice of like the historic context of that moment and what it meant. So I think for me personally, it opened a door that I didn't know was there. And it gave me a new challenge at a point in my career that I was really ready for. So I'm grateful for, you know, that opportunity and that endeavor. But yeah, it's really special to go around baseball now and see multiple women in a position of calling games on the radio or on television. And in the minor leagues, know there's a lot of women that have jobs as play-by-play because 
that's available now. That's it's not seen as strange that a female would want to do that. And uh, it's cool to just be kind of in the same sentence as a lot of those other women that worked really hard for that. Part one with Jenny Kavanaugh, our Where Are They Now series, presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. Jenny, a very accomplished play-by-play and talk radio host. She is the uh, play-by-play for the Colorado Rockies, as well as hosting a show on Sirius XM. Used to call the Big Sky Garbage Tournament with our co-host, uh, Krista Redpath. So more coming up uh, with Jenny in just a minute. But we were just talking. Uh, football's here. You're a big 49ers fan. Uh, you're saying that they got to get it done with Nick Bosa. I totally agree. Nick Bosa is one of the best players in the NFL. Pay the man whatever. If he's the highest paid player in the NFL, he should be. He's one of the five best players in the league. It is rumored he is going to have a significant contract. But why wait? Why do why this wait? to all the 49er fans out there? All the faithful are just going, get it done. I think it's so fascinating to me the way this has all evolved. When athletes' salaries first started getting reported on, there's sort of this like general... Not even consensus, but opinion amongst Americans that, oh my gosh, I can't believe these guys get paid so much money. This is egregious. What's going on with this? Now people sort of understand that it's just an extension of a business. Nick Bosa is, I mean, the 49ers are, what is the 49ers worth? $5 billion, $6 billion that they were to sell. They're worth multiple billions of dollars. Nick Bosa is one of the faces of their franchise. He's worth that and then some. You could actually say that in terms of the percentages, these guys are even underpaid. I know that's crazy to say, but it's true. Well, Coulter, I wear his jersey. Right. So that should tell <laughs> exactly. you right there. But I exactly. loved um, the commentary from George Kittle who said, it's like every week getting into a car accident is what I go through. And that's how these players feel after every week of this. Just think of that constant impact. I mean, Top-level athletes just going at it's it. It's unbelievable. I mean, Nick Bosa is as physically formidable oh, as there is in specimen. the NRL. And he still gets hurt all the time because that's how physical the league is. It, it is really crazy just the level of physicality uh, it's reached. Our Where Are They Now series presented by Ryan and Miller, uh, your Montana attorneys. More with Jenny Kavanaugh right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. That is now on ESPN Radio. I know it's 92 degrees in Missoula right now and smoky outside, but... 
Skiing is on the horizon, believe it or not. Are you passionate about skiing and looking for a career in the ski industry? Lost Trail Ski Area, which is a family-owned and operated ski hill, is growing and hiring. At Lost Trail, you'll be working with awesome people in an amazing place with great benefits. Lost Trail seeking three dedicated individuals to join their growing lift maintenance and operation team uh, by early August. So that's right now. It's August 3rd today. So they're hiring. Uh, training will be provided. They're looking to fill these full-time positions and offer excellent growth potential for anybody looking to advance in the ski industry as a career. To find out more, visit losttrail.com backslash employment. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Krista Redpath, our uh, Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Analyst, joining us in studio uh, here on Coulter Nuanez. And our conversation with Jenny Kavnar, former play-by-play for the Big Sky Women's Basketball Tournament, uh, as well as now the voice of the Colorado Rockies and a host of a national Major League Baseball radio show uh, on Sirius XM. She's our guest this week on our Where Are They Now series. Where are they now? Presented by Ryan and Miller. Ryan and Miller, they truly care about their clients and their community. It's important to their firm. They can help local Montanans and the surrounding community. Every year, they find ways to give back to this community and to support this community. They're doing their huge backpack giveaway right now. I love this. I know. I absolutely love it. I talked to Paul this week, and he just said, it is so fun to watch kids come into the office that need these backpacks. They had them lined up all over. Just another great way to reach the community. And both Angie Miller and Paul Ryan just do doing good things and always thinking about the community culture, thoughtful um, giveaways. More with our conversation from Jenny Kavanaugh right now. Jenny, you launched your own show with Sirius XM, your weekday show, Unassisted with Jenny Kavanaugh. What was the process for that? And how do you fit that in to your already extremely loaded schedule? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the timing of when it came up, I just didn't know how it was going to work. They talked about it, you know, for a couple of months and, I felt like I just had to dive in. I had to strike while the iron was hot and kind of, you know, make it work and figure it out. And um, as scheduling and programming changes have come about, you know, that has actually changed since a couple months into this season. And I'm back to kind of filling in on other three-hour shows. Um, but the the opportunity to do that was so cool. It's so neat to be able to sit down every day and know that you have a voice and you have a platform and, you know, you get to kind of direct a conversation in the game of baseball and getting to, you know, run into colleagues and, you know, around the league and getting to run into scouts and coaches and players and people knowing who you are because they've been listening to you on this national platform of Major League Baseball uh, Network Radio. It's, it's cool. It's really neat to be involved in the game um, on a different level. And, you know, I love the time I've had in, in Colorado and covering the Rockies and being here, but also being able to now kind of have a, a bigger reach in the game is really special. You talk a lot about family support and I do need to bring up your father, Steve, who's been a big influence for you and um, Colorado's high school hall of fame coach. Um, and can you talk about what family means and especially what your dad um, has influenced your career? Yeah. Um, I think for any parent listening to this, dads, moms, whatever, um, don't underestimate the power of just like how you go about your day to day and your words, your words are so important. You know, my dad and I were sitting watching Monday night football when I was in high school and Melissa Stark came on TV and it was kind of the first time I had a realization that like that would be something amazing to do. And I just said out loud, like, that's it. That's what I want to do. And my dad just looked at me. He's like, Oh yeah, 
you could do that. I mean, both of us so naive to what it would actually take to become a sports reporter and do it at a high level. But I mean, those words have carried with me for decades now, you know, which is so cool and so important. And then I think just watching how hard, you know, both of my parents worked. Um, They did it to make our family better. They did it, you know, for whatever filled them. But I watched that and I found, I think I found value in doing what you love, right? Being passionate about work and then really in turn, not having to work a day in your life. And I learned that from my dad being on the baseball field and being a coach and being a teacher and influencing and impacting, you know, young student athletes. And so um, he made a huge difference in my life for sure. And then obviously just, you know, gave me a great love of baseball. And baseball is one of those games that I think when you have a deep history with it, um, it's so meaningful and it can connect families. It can connect people on so many levels, probably more than any other sport because it is America's pastime, right? There's generational stories that go along with the game. And so the fact that he passed his love of the game onto us, and um, I hope to do the same for my kids is really special. And then just having women in our family, my dad's mom, she was really a big influence of why I'm a huge sports fan. I mean, she was one of nine and she's the only one that left her sisters in Kentucky and they all still have season tickets to Kentucky basketball and they're in their 90s now. And these women like go around the country and travel just to watch college basketball. Like that's their passion. And so I think I got a lot of my love of sports and uh, what sports can bring into your life from them as well. Your grandma, Mert, you talk about her, I mean, born in 1924 and went to Johns Hopkins University when she was 16 because Mm -hmm. she she could take night classes because that's the only time it was available for women. I mean, we've really come a long way, um, but her guidance and her ability to pass that along in your family really has 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 proven um, to provide inspiration for you. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, um, you know, I think grandmas are just special people in general. And then, you know, the older I got and the more I realized the significance of what she did as a woman in our society and what she made up her mind to do at a time that you know, it wasn't really acceptable to do. And she did it anyways. It, it definitely gave, I think, me a fighting spirit in in the realm I am, you know, working with men a, a lot in my career growing up and still believing that I could pursue my passions, even if I didn't have a female face or a female voice to put with it. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm really appreciative of all she did for our family. And gosh, I really miss her too. You know, you look back and you're like, I wish I like my grandma could see me now. I think she'd be so excited with, um, you know, I think as, as any person, now that I have kids, you want to leave the next generation in better hands. And I hope that's, you know, when she looks down on her family, her children, and then obviously her grandchildren, I hope she feels the same way. A broadcast idol that you've talked about is Vin Scully. You Mm -hmm. named your son after Vin, which is really special. Can you talk about his influence on your professional career? Yeah, I think it's it's more of, you know, I was lucky enough to have a personal relationship with him in terms of, you know, being, um, you know, colleagues in the National League West and being able to have candid conversations with him behind the scenes and, um, you know, being able to to have him stop and ask me about my family and people he had met and just so generous with his time and, you know, his words of encouragement as you know, I continue to grow my career. But I think it goes back to that point of, you know, you never know who's watching. And I'm sure he knew because he was such a public figure for such a long time. Um, but his like, his gentle spirit, I think, always stood with me. How he treated people, how he treated 
um, everyone when when he was walking around, fans, you know, colleagues, audio people, the lunchroom women, like he was just a really generous, gentle human. And I had a thought kind of early in my career of like, if I ever had a son, I hope he would grow up to treat people that way. I hope he would grow up to like embody that same spirit. And so that name kind of stuck around. And then, you know, my husband, husband happened to grow up a Dodger fan. His dad was from Pasadena and kind of raised him as a Dodger fan. So they listened to Vince Scully every night. And uh, when I brought up the idea, you know, he thought it was pretty cool and pretty special. And um, so the name, the name stuck and uh, it's neat to kind of see uh, and be able to like let our Vincent hear different clips of Vince Scully. And then I think from just the perspective of enjoying who he was as a broadcaster, any fan of baseball, specifically Dodgers fans for decades, talk about him and the importance they had in his life because of his storytelling ability, right? He connected with all walks of life. And if you were to tune into a Dodger game late at night, how comforting it was to have the voice of Vince Scully. And you could either, you know, learn something new about baseball or learn something new about life. And uh, he was the one to narrate it all. Jenny Cavan, our former play-by-play for the women's basketball tournament for the Big Sky Conference, and now currently the voice of the Colorado Rockies, our guest this week on our Where Are They Now series. Chris Redpath joining me, Coulter Nuanez in studio. Where Are They Now? Presented by Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. Ryan and Miller dedicated to providing their clients with the best representation. They work as a team to provide one-of-a-kind legal services for each of their clients. Their team works hard to ensure their clients get the compensation they deserve after any sort of car accident. Consultations always free, so call them anytime, 406-542-2233. That's 2233 to discuss your case with Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. More with Jenny Cavanaugh right now. I have a question just about balancing it all, just in terms of prioritization, because I, I struggle with this myself. Even if you maybe have a, a strength or something that you put a high priority on, you, your audience, they're your priority no matter what you're doing. So yeah. when, when you're sort of going back and forth, how do you how do you go about managing that part of it? And, and uh, you know, how do you sort of put a high priority on everything for the audience that's consuming it? Yeah, you know, we we often have that conversation amongst our broadcast crew. And I think that's where diversity becomes really important, right? Like diversity of people and their experiences in your broadcast booth and diversity of voice because your audience is going to relate inevitably to one of you more than another one of you. And so we all try to stay true to ourselves and our baseball backgrounds and what we bring to the table. For me, that was growing up watching the game through coach's eyes for, you know, my partners, Ryan Spielbergs and Court Sullivan and Jeff Houston. That was playing the game at a high level and the ups and downs and struggles they had as players. And um, I think we all try and narrate it as such. And then you know your audience is so diverse, right? You have fans who casually listen to you all summer long. It's background noise. You have fans who are really into analytics and the game and how it's changed. And like, how do you work all of that in and reach people on a different level? So we, we have that conversation often. Um, and, you know, even through a struggling season, this is when I feel like we do some of our best television content work because our job is to still entertain an audience. Whether or not the team wins or loses, our number one goal is to bring you a broadcast where you feel like you've learned something. You can walk away feeling um, like you engaged with us, even though you're at home. You can, you know, 
leave like just having a good entertainment experience on television. And so sometimes like our priorities aren't necessarily what a team's priorities would be. And we're trying to reach an audience and, you know, keep them engaged throughout the course of 162 games, wins, losses, you know, rain, snow, because that actually happens here all the time. And um, sometimes I look at the the end of a, of a bad losing season and go, wow, we worked really hard and we did really great. And our ratings might not show up. And then some seasons you're like, the ratings are incredible. And you look at the record and it's because the team's winning and they're in the playoffs. And, you know, sometimes they don't go hand in hand with uh, your work. And I know it's kind of a long-winded answer to like, how do you prioritize? But I think that's it. You constantly have to be evaluating who's listening, what your audience is, and what the needs are out of it. So Jenny, on a much smaller scale, we had to do the same for the Big Sky Conference because you and I called four tournaments, 40 games together. And the theme of our show is where are they now? We're talking about a lot of former Big Sky Conference athletes. You're our celebrity guest. Um, But can you talk a little bit about uh, what it was like in Boise? And do you have any memories of, of our games together? My gosh, I have great memories of our games together. We had a blast. Like talk about finding something you're passionate about and going to work and not feeling like a job. Like I got partnered with you and instant friends, so much chatting, barely got to basketball. We were trying to prep (laughs) and then just to watch you work. And I think that's one of the favorite things about my job doing play by play and growing in that role is getting to work with different analysts and figuring out what their specific passion is and how they like to talk about the game and how they see the game and being able to set them up, you know, to do that. And so I think for us, you know, getting to understand quickly, you know, your history with the big sky, your history at Montana, um, and getting to meet your teammates along the way, like Montana travels great. And there was a lot of fans there and you were introducing me to all these people and your former teammates, your former coaches. And like, just to see your human interactions with them was so special. And it made me realize very quickly, um, that what a special person you are. And so that was really fun for me to kind of get a look like bird's eye view of, you know, Krista Redpath's world. And that was really fun. And then we just met so many great parents too. I think that's what I love about conferences and terms like that is you're all in the same space and especially in Boise where the gym is and the hotel and the lobby and you're mingling and you're really getting to connect with people and getting to really meet like parents and you know old high school coaches of these student athletes who are there to just you know love on these players and support them and tell us more stories about them as humans and we get to share that on the air and then obviously center stage is the game and the basketball and the tournament and we had some really fun wild finishes and some crazy games along the way and then you know getting to know the coaches too and what makes them tick and they're in that high pressure environment of a tournament setting and you know we're getting to sit down with them behind the scenes and I just the whole the whole time the whole experience I think everything is just really special about it and the big sky does such a fantastic job um, putting on the men's and women's tournament and having them overlap there and Boise's such a cool town you know how much I love Boise <laughs> and Jenny that's awesome I loved working with you as well I miss you Uh, Maybe we'll get you back to the big sky, although I'm not sure, but I'll keep my fingers crossed. Um, One part of the tournament that I love too is the progression. We call all the games together. And so I think about one conversation we were having during all the COVID madness, right when it all, the domino effect happened and the cancels were going on. And you and I were writing our game plan for the championship game, Montana State versus Idaho. We're talking about Blair Braxton and 
Uh, you know, how we're going to make, we're going to feature her. And then it's just the bottom just fell out from under us um, with COVID. And then Montana State the next year was able to come back and win the tournament. They had a lot of success in the games that we called together. Um, can you talk just a little bit about um, what that COVID time was like and what that meant to you? Yeah, I think everyone has their story of where were they when they found out the world was stopping and I'll forever be linked to you in that regard. You know, we're sitting there calling the semifinal games and we're getting word trickling down of what's happening with Utah Jazz and what's happening in the NBA. And, you know, within a matter of like, I would say even a half, we're finding out that, you know, things are a little fuzzy to the NBA shutting down to maybe the whole sports world shutting down. And then within another 12 hours, the whole world is shutting down. And my husband and son had just gotten to Boise. They were going to spend the rest of the weekend there with us. And, um, you know, we're waking up that morning. I'm supposed to be traveling directly to spring training and meeting, you know, the Rockies in Arizona. And I wake up to phone calls that spring training's getting canceled. And, you know, we'd obviously gotten a phone call that the tournament was getting canceled. And it just, it felt so strange, but, you know, I'll never forget that I was with you and I was with Coach Cravens and all of us in the lobby, like talking about what's next. And then my family and I decided just to stay in Boise, there really hadn't been cases of COVID in Idaho and there were more in Colorado. And at this time we're talking what, like 10 cases, five cases. And then we're staying and we're going to the zoo in Boise. We're trying to entertain our two-year-old at the time. And all of a sudden, like, pure panic sets in because I'm starting to realize like maybe the airlines are going to shut down. Like we have to get home. And so it was just, just so chaotic, I think is the only way um, to describe that moment. But I also felt a lot of sorrow looking back for the student athletes. You mentioned it, you know, the finals were set for the women's side and they never got to see that to fruition. All the conference, um, all the conferences that had already finished or were, you know, ongoing, they never got to go to the NCAA tournament. Like it, there's this huge void in college basketball that year. And it's soul crushing when you look back at the trickle down effect of how some of those athletes, that was it. That was their last chance. They never went back. Some of them went back. They took their COVID year and it bumped the next several classes and, and you know, the next several classes who were coming into colleges back. And it's just, there's this like four or five year period of high school to college where I feel like athletes didn't get the experience they were supposed to be getting. And so that kind of bums me out, but um, you know, I'm glad we're all safe and that's, that's the bottom line. Executing what you have to do in your right now. And then also looking towards the future too. I mean, everybody has goals that they want to achieve, but when you have such a daily grind, it's so hard to focus on the future when you have to focus so hard on the present. So uh, what are the goals in the future and uh, how do you balance that part? Yeah. Um, I mean, as you guys know, just like conferences are changing very quickly in, in college, in the college realm, um, you know, sports media rights are changing very quickly and drastically across our country. And, you know, I've, I've watched colleagues um, in Major League Baseball this year with the Padres and the Diamondbacks, you know, lose jobs, production people lose jobs because of, of the Major League Baseball takeover when, with Bally's going bankrupt. So I think there's a lot of people on edge. There's a lot of uncertainty with where, you know, our job, our network is going next year. And I think it gets the wheels spinning pretty quickly about, well, what do I want to do in the future? So I've been thinking a lot about it lately. Um, I love television and I want to continue it as long as I possibly can. 
Um, I love doing play by play and getting to try, you know, to get better at it and getting more experiences with it. So I think those remain the goals, but I do think long-term, um, you know, I, I'm trying to set my, myself up for, for what that picture looks like too. And who knows where, where it all lead me, but I know at my core, I feel like I'm a storyteller and a connector of people. And I know whatever I do, I want to make sure that that's involved. Where are they now? Presented by Ryan and Miller, our guest this week, Jenny Cavanaugh. Play-by-play for the Big Sky Conference Women's Basketball Tournament for four years in Boise, Idaho. And now the play-by-play uh, announcer for the Colorado Rockies and a host of a uh, daily national uh, XM radio show on, uh, on Sirius XM uh, every single day. Pretty fun talking to Jenny and uh, great catching up with her about the wide world of baseball. It's presented... By Ryan and Miller Law, your Montana attorneys. We got our community spotlight featuring one of the best basketball players to ever come out of the state of Montana, Josh Hustis, and the Josh Hustis Foundation. We'll highlight that next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Crystal Redpath joining me, Coulter Nuwana's in studio. It's our Where Are They Now? Appreciate Jenny Kavanaugh for joining us. A uh, very accomplished play-by-play uh, broadcaster. Called the Big Sky Tournament for several years, and now uh, the play-by-play uh, lead for the Colorado Rockies. So fun having Jenny uh, on the show. Our Where Are They Now? Each week also features a community spotlight. And this week we highlight an old friend of the show, Josh Hustis, one of the great basketball players to come out of Montana, a great Falls CMR product, who then went on to become a uh, all-conference and all-American caliber player at Stanford. First-round draft pick by the Oklahoma City Thunder, played in the NBA for five years, now back in Montana we're on the Josh Hustis Foundation in Bozeman and uh, trying to help and uh, help increase the exposure for young people in Montana. This last May, Josh hosted the uh, Montana Elite Invitational and uh, uh, sort of just a conglomeration of a bunch of the best basketball players in the state. And there's a ton of college coaches there. I think that's why you're seeing so many uh, big-time offers for when it comes to the, uh, the local athletes here uh, around the state. Our community spotlight is presented by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage is your local hometown lender. If you're looking to buy or build a new home this year, refinance to a lower rate or use your home's equity for an exciting new project, make sure to call Man Mortgage. A family-owned Montana company, Man Mortgage has been serving Montana's communities statewide since 1989. Man Mortgage, tried, trusted, and proven. Another great person from your hometown of Great Falls. Great Falls just churns them out. I know. Today's just a celebrity day, but yeah, I mean, lots of great people from Great Falls. And even though he's a Russell, a little Russell hustle action. Russell's <laughs> um, a Great a bison. Falls bison. He said I have a blue belly. That's what he told me. <laughs> um, but yeah, Josh Eustace, just amazing. And I had such a good visit with him. He was driving up to Malta to do a shooting clinic up there. But the Josh Eustace Foundation, you know, he created this 501c3, and the mission is just to positively impact 
the lives of youth in Montana. And yeah. he's doing it so many different ways. And Coulter, you talked about the MEI, um, the exclusive three-day event featuring some of the best freshman, sophomore, and junior basketball players in the state. And by receiving an invitation to participate, these athletes have been recognized by a committee of coach by a committee of coaches at the top of uh, collegiate prospects in Montana. And during this invitational, they get access to these coaches, um, you know, for, for those that wish to play basketball for at the sure. next level, um, this, this event is dedicated to furthering the lives of athletes in the Mon in Montana and the game itself. Josh also puts on camps throughout the state. And I love this because his camp in Great Falls this year, um, he raised $6,000 and he took 20 foster kids to Shields. That's awesome. And each gave them 300 bucks and That's said, cool. buy whatever you That's want. That's awesome. So that, he also did that over in Bozeman with the Montana Casa Gal Association. Um, he made a, and that's a organization that helps abused or neglected children in Montana. And he made a $2,000 donation. I think what Josh is doing is he's walking the walk and talking the talk. That's right. I mean, he is giving back to Montana and he's just doing so many great things. I love the way he talked about his parents and those are his idols. Yeah. You know, my mom had him in school. I so, love it. I love um, it. She was his seventh grade math teacher and he gives a lot of props to people that built him along the way. And I thought that was really great. Plus another role model is Shaq, which I just got such a <laughs> kick out of. Um, you know, you always have to have those players that you look up to. Larry Bird for me. For sure. Shaquille O'Neal for Josh Eustis. Well, I also think his MEI is so great because one of the things you hear from college coaches, especially when it comes to recruiting boys basketball, well, how good is that guy really? He's only playing against a bunch of guys from Montana. First of all, I think that's a huge slight to the athletes in Montana because guess what? Even if there's not a bunch of D1 basketball players, there's a whole bunch of D1 athletes playing basketball. The, especially at like the double A AA and A levels, you're talking about all the D1 football guys are also playing basketball. So it's tough competition. Regardless though, this MEI, it gets all the best college prospects together. So then the coaches can see, okay, how do these guys look and gals too? How do they look against other, you know, division one or division two caliber players? And so it sort of eliminates that excuse. And I just think it's awesome. We caught up with Josh Eustis uh, in May. Here's just a tiny excerpt of that interview. Yeah. So what it is, it comes from this thought that I had a few years ago, um, this dream that I had, you know, growing up in Montana, being a basketball player from Montana, I faced certain challenges and getting recruited where Montana is not that place that a lot of colleges come to to look for, for basketball talent. And that makes it difficult for these kids. And then combine that with the rising cost of having to play AAU and go to camps, things like that. It's not necessarily feasible for everybody to have access to all the things necessary to be able to play basketball at the next level. I was extremely blessed to have parents that you know, we're able to afford to send me to these places, but not everyone has that ability or that access. And so my whole idea came to, you know, start my nonprofit, the Josh Eustis Foundation. And through that, we were able to raise money to put on this event at, at Carroll uh, over Memorial Day weekend, where we're bringing in the top freshman, sophomore, and junior college basketball prospects in all of Montana and they're going to be under one roof competing against each other going through skill work and I've invited you know dozens of, of colleges to be there in person as well as watch on live stream that you know they're interested in recruiting these kids and it, I always thought that it's so hard to you know ask the kids to go to these schools why can't I find a way to put all the best players in one place and bring the schools to them right so I, I just wanted to make it a little bit easier on these great athletes from Montana 
um, to be able to play basketball at the next level because I know how difficult it was for me and how difficult it's been for so many people. I feel like this is a way that is going to, you know, increase Montana's you know, popularity as a basketball hotbed because there are some great basketball players here. Talk great basketball players indeed. Josh Hustis, part of our community spotlight, the Josh Hustis Foundation out of Bozeman, doing great work uh, all around the state. You have some information on how people can help out if they want to uh, give back to a great cause. Definitely a call for donations if you're interested in getting involved. Again, he's a 501c3 or the Josh Hustis Foundation, and his goal is to um, be able to bring a gym or athletic a facility camps to our Montana youth without charging. So if you would like to donate, the best way is to go to his website, thejoshustisfoundation.com or email info at joshustisfoundation.com. He also has a great social media presence, Instagram and Facebook, um, where he posts regular updates. So that is the way to get in touch with him. Our community spotlight presented by Man Mortgage. Man Mortgage has been serving Montana's community statewide since 1989. Man Mortgage tried trusted and proven of course we did it again we didn't get to any of the big sky talking points i have this we great will, Coulter. i have this great segment that we've been kicking down the road for a month we're gonna get there eventually our guests have just been so good and they've just been telling so many great stories that we uh we haven't gotten to it yet, but we'll have some of that a little later on. Uh, our Where Are They Now series continues uh, next week. It's presented by Ryan and Miller Law. Ryan and Miller Law, over 30 years of legal experience. They approach every case like it's going to trial on day one. This ensures they're always prepared and ready to press forward on their cases to get their clients the justice they deserve. We have a 24-7 answering service. So call them anytime, 406-542-2233. Ryan and Miller, your Montana attorneys. One of my favorite... Grizz ever coming up uh, our next where are they now tell people tell people Ooh, this is a good one we're, we're jumping over to the men yep. so Shane Christensen Scooter, Scooter Harlem Globetrotter um, played when I played for the Lady Grizz just a great person super cool I can't wait to hear just his thoughts and experiences with the Harlem Globetrotters because you know the Globetrotters are iconic. Everybody knows the Globetrotters. But I, I think that sometimes people don't realize these guys travel the world. Like, they travel oh, the whole world. It is intense. It's super intense. But also, you get to go everywhere. Like, you get to see everything. And, you know, I, mean, I read this great biography about Wilt Chamberlain over the winter. And he talked about, you know, I mean, he played in the NBA for 17 years. But he talked about the, the most memorable experiences of his basketball life being the year he played for the Globetrotters. So I can't wait to see what well, Shane has to say. And Scooter say. doing some trickery of somehow doing <laughs> all these like amazing basketball, you know, acrobatics being blindfolded. So amazing. this is on, I mean, it's just going to be so fun to talk to him. Where are they now? Continues next week. Krista Redpath, our co-host on this all summer long. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Coulter. Up next, somebody that actually Krista helped us get in touch with, Alex Shields, a state champion in the throws in track and field at Missoula Hellgate. Headed to the University of Montana to throw next year. He's our senior spotlight. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. 
your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.